Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Today, we've got part one of our conversation with Mary Jacobs, an all-American golfer at the University of Arizona, who's now an instructor and author. Let's jump right in. Mary Jacobs grew up around sports in Illinois. Not that she had much of a choice, being the youngest of six and the only daughter to Anthony and Mary Jo Jacobs. Mary was a three-sport athlete in high school, but she gravitated toward golf and she was able to play the sport in college. But her passion for playing started to flame out after college and she transitioned to becoming an instructor, something she greatly appreciates and loves. And most recently, she's done something else that she's passionate about become an author. In part one, we're gonna explore her childhood experiences around sports and talk about her new book, One, Two, Follow Through. We're gonna get started right now. Well, I am thrilled to be joined by Mary Jacobs. Mary, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, Mary, I have to start with my standard question to my guests. What's your favorite childhood sports related memory? I would have to say not golf, actually basketball. When I was a freshman in high school, we were, I'm from, you know, Southern Illinois, really small town, 10,000 people. My freshman year, we were third in the state and I was the first off the bench because it was a team of seniors and I was a freshman and uh, I would sit at the end of the bench you know, thinking maybe if I sit down here, she'll choose somebody else to go in first. The whole hometown would come to every game. And really it was just, you know, such a camaraderie of the whole town. So much fun. Um, And I would get probably out of all the sports I played, soccer, golf, basketball, tennis, I would get most nervous for basketball, which is really interesting. So yeah, that is one memory that I would love to relive over and over. So it was an exciting sort of nervousness then, right? I mean, it wasn't a bad thing for you. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm kind of scrawny, skinny, and these girls are big. So I was like, oh my gosh, just put me in the corner and I'll just like finesse my little MJ three-pointer. So super exciting. And really, it's like with golf, it's just so different. I don't, you know, you play or not, but you know, it's very individual. It's kind of like a figure skater or ballerina where, you know, all it's all you really, um, a coach can't even give you advice in tournaments. So with the basketball, it was just so exciting to play in front of hundreds of fans and getting the community together. And yeah. So Mary, you had older brothers. What was that experience like growing up? I always say I feel like I had six dads. (laughs) It was great. I mean, you know, I I didn't know any different. Uh, They certainly spoiled me, but they also made me really tough. You know, I, I didn't get away with crying or, you know, being a baby, especially in sports. You know, my the closest in age and I would say the closest because we were closest in age, we were very close growing up. Marty, you know, he always just kind of said, when you go play tennis, don't don't bring a big bag and 
fill it with five rackets and, you know, just bring one racket, a towel over your shoulder, walk on with your shoes untied, make them think that you don't even know what you're doing and then just cream them. <laughs> so they just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's awesome having a lot of brothers. I always wished I had a sister and my dad is Papa Pivot, you know, very much of Papa Pivot in the book. Um, very cheerful, a lot of Mary, you're, you can do it. You're the best. You got this, you know, a lot of cheering on really. So it was, it was great. It's great having a lot of brothers for sure. Which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? Going back to basketball, actually, Tammy Talbert was the high school coach. She had a way of, she, I just feel like she kind of saw through my soul. Um, she was also a PE teacher. She really cheered me on for, you know, soccer. I was all conference and basketball, all conference and freshman of the year and all, you know, for golf and everything. So she just, you know, you have that connection with somebody that really is your friend and the same thing in college. You know, I think the coaches that really stand out for me are people who know when to be your friend and know when to be like, MJ, you're better than this. So I think she, you know, she saw that in me. She saw that I had potential. Basketball wasn't my thing. I think she knew it, but she still tried to push me a little bit. But yeah, I think, you know, she definitely stands out as as a coach that really inspired me to just really be myself and, and trust Very it. Cool. Yeah. What was a valuable lesson that you learned through a challenge or defeat around sports when you were younger? A lot of what sports does well for kids is, you know, sports is about how you handle moments, how you meant, how you handle pressure situations, how you handle your hometown cheering for you. You know, it's a lot, it can be a lot of pressure. And I think, you know, this is another memory of mine when I was, you know, come from humble beginnings, you know, normal humble beginnings, you know, country club life was never in the cards for us never even a thought, you know, I picked up my own range balls to hit them. I, you know, worked at the golf course. So I had Kmart clubs for a long time. I started golf when I was 12. I played tennis way before that. And I was proud of my Kmart clubs. And then one day I said, dad, I need a big Bertha. I need a Callaway big Bertha. It's going to hit it further. It's $250, but, but I promise you, Long story short, you know, I used to throw my rackets over the fence, throw the balls, break my clubs, and the that driver, I hit one bad shot, and I just hammered it on the trash can, destroyed it. And that was a moment where I said, you got to learn to handle yourself, and you got to learn to handle your emotions. Uh, it, was, it was like a switch. And then from then on, you know, I just, I, I learned how to deal with struggle in life and pressure situations and really like you got to conduct yourself. You can't break your tennis rackets and completely destroy every ball over the fence, you know, type of thing. When did the idea of being able to play a sport in college sort of really become something that seemed possible for you? Honestly, my junior year of high wow. school. Yeah, I mean, I started so late and I was into so many sports 
I mean, after my freshman year of uh, basketball and soccer, I think I played one more year of soccer. I let go of basketball. It was, you know, I went out on top. And I think my junior year, I started to realize, oh, wow, like some coaches were reaching out and a lot of parents were telling my dad, you know, what to do. And we were just kind of clueless. It was just something that I love to do. And, you know, I love solitude. And so, yeah, my junior year, I started to get the recognition from coaches. And then it wasn't until my senior year, last minute, that uh, I signed with Tulane. Not that many athletes get to go from high school and play any collegiate sport. So you had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then you eventually ended up at the University of Arizona where you earned All-American status. Yeah. How were you able to do that, to take your game to that level, to be an All-American? After the hurricane hit and I did transfer, uh, I actually had time off. I had six months off. I said, you know what? I've just, I'm golfed out. And the hurricane was uh, another life situation where you got to learn how to handle it. And we went to SMU for the fall. Um, but I think taking those six months off and having a fresh summer of competition, transferring to Arizona, and then having another great coach. Uh, I mean, all my coaches are great. I don't, you know, don't want to say anybody was bad, but Greg Allen, who's at Vanderbilt. Another good chemistry, uh, really good friend. He's still a friend. He really inspired me. Lorena Ochoa went to Arizona and he said, MJ, you are just as talented as her. You know, you are just as talented as Annika Sorenstam who went here or Natalie Golbus. So again, it's that coach that just kind of looks at you and you say, okay, I, I, I got this. You know, he inspired me to work harder. At that time, I really, like your junior year, kind of in high school is your pivotal moment to think about the next step, which is college. And then junior year in college, you're thinking, am I going to go on tour? You know, what the heck am I going to do with my life? You know, I'm majoring, I mean, was majoring in business and then I had to switch over to psychology. Um, and I just thought, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to really pursue the tour. And I'm the type of person when I make that decision, I go full blast turbo mode. And I had a great year, my junior year, and then senior year was good too. Um, and yeah, here I am. So after college, walk me through what happened. You know, I know you had some success, you know, with the, yeah. the World Olympic Games, but tell me what else happened. I moved to Los Angeles pursuing the tour. And I have a coach, Jim Gormley, at Palos Verdes Country Club. Great guy, great teacher. He was teaching a lot of USC girls at the time in UCLA and Arizona, Arizona State. And he just looked at me one day and he said, are, you know, are you sure this is what you want? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. And looking back on it, you know, I would say that's one hard decision that I had to really follow through with. And a lot of girls like, you know, if you're an All-American at Arizona, that's, you know, you're pretty much ready for the tour. And I just, I didn't want the lifestyle to go on tour. I was like, I, I've, I think I've, I think I'm good. I'm very fulfilled with what golf has given me and I'm ready to see what else I can do in life. And I landed a teaching job at Wilshire 
And at first I was like, oh man, you know, I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit, but nothing ever was better than teaching for me. You know, I went to CAA and they, uh, the agency and they said, Hey, you'd be a great sports agent. You know, I was 24 years old and fresh out of college. You can start in the mail room. And I was like, oh, geez, <laughs> and make pennies, you know. So um, nothing ever stood out to me that would be better than teaching. And I've just really evolved as a teacher where I am now as a teacher, as I was then. I kind of just jumped in. I got my LPGA, you know, certification and teaching is another journey where you have to find your way. You know, you have to really find your way of communicating. It's, you know, it's helping people discover their swings themselves, you know, what they're really capable of. So I was now on the other side of what I had been as a player for so many years. Tell me how the book came about because I enjoyed reading the book and it, you can tell that you're a teacher because in the book is a lesson, right? Actually yeah. multiple lessons. Yeah. So what inspired you to write the book? So when I started teaching, I never really realized how difficult golf was. I mean, I did, but you know, I just jumped in and played sport after sport. And, you know, my dad was cheering me on and I won a tournament here and there. And I kind of just kept going. I mean, obviously I knew it was difficult, but actually lessons for me, you know, I have such ADD. I'm just like, I, I, one thought, one thought, please just one thought. I can't, you know, so I did have my own swing, you know, growing up until, you know, somebody advised my dad that my swing probably wasn't going to sustain into the pro tour. So it takes one person with one sentence to say, I don't know if, if your way is going to cut it. You know, you, your face is closed at the top. Your arms are a little high. I mean, you can pick out 10 things in somebody's swing and say, you really need to fix that. So when I started teaching, especially kids, I use one to follow through with my adults, my kids, and kids really just remembered it. And they would always say, are we going to do one to follow through? And it just kind of organically, and I had always dreamed of founding a brand like Nike. I was like, oh, that's my big dream since I was a little kid. So I thought, oh, I'll do a brand. And, you know, I was drawing. I love being creative. I was drawing pants and all, you know, these apparel for golf. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't clicking. I never had that aha moment until I said, oh, this could be a really good children's book. I'm not a writer, I'm not a poet, but I had happened when I was 32 uh, to really get into poetry. And I thought, oh, it's gotta be a poem. It's gotta be a great poem because these are moving me. There's so much magic in poetry um, that can really change your life. I mean, it can really change your perspective on life, on relationships, you know, anything, um, again, how you handle life and nature and, you know, life as a whole. So I said, it's gotta be poetry. Um, I think this could really be magical for kids and parents. So when I went out to search kids books in the sports world, not a lot happening. And I said, wow, this is an empty space that I think I can get in and bring poetry, literature, the power of literature and poetry and the magic of it from sports through the literature lens. And really, I think I could spark spark some inspiration here. So the kids really kind of inspired me because they just remembered it. They loved it. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast, subscribe, and share. And don't forget, you can contact me through my website, seankjensen.com. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you next time. Oh,